0: Welcome back to Creative Talks Commercial Real Estate Podcast. Today, I invited Jenki Diploma, Business Development Manager at DCI Engineers, to talk about why being a connector is more important than being the smartest person in the room. She also shared tips about networking, how to be authentic, tips on using LinkedIn to engage with webinar speakers and other professionals, and how to build allyship and your personal brand. Make sure you listen till the end for this week's podcast review shout out. And don't forget to check out the show note to follow creative media company page on LinkedIn and Instagram. And if you haven't joined our LinkedIn podcast audience group, make sure to join the group so you can connect with other listeners as well on LinkedIn. Views and opinions expressed are those of the presenters only and do not reflect the views of their employers. Now let's get started. Thank you so much, Janky. Thank you so much for being on Creative Talks Commercial Wednesday podcast. Why don't we start off with a quick self intro of your background and also your company, DCI Engineers. Sure. Again, thank you for
1: having me. Um, my name is Janky De Palma and i am the business development manager at dci engineers we are a primarily um, structural and civil engineering firm uh, with 13 offices nationwide and my role covers the austin office the austin market in central texas as well as our helping our denver office so all of colorado and then i also do things with our um, company as a whole So like within the entire corporate structure. Mm
0: -hmm. And the reason why I really like what you're posting on LinkedIn is not only that you post um, business development posts related to your company, but you're also involved in so many other associations and organizations like AIA. You're so passionate about business development and networking. So I think this is going to be a great topic (laughs) for this podcast, especially 80% of my audience are under the age of 40. So we're more of the millennial generation. Mm -hmm. And this relates to one of the topics that we're going to talk about in this episode is networking. So when I first got into commercial real estate, I heard of the term networking, but nobody really taught me, gave me like a guide. I think it's something that you have to learn by doing and practicing. And then do you have any suggestions of people who are starting out and want to know how to do the proper way of networking? Um, sure. That's a very good topic. I
1: think we have to talk about things sort of in the COVID world mm-hmm. and then as well as what used to be and what might be afterwards, right? right? Mm-hmm. But let's go back. Like networking really, I mean, it's different things to different people, but I think networking is all about how do you connect with other, others, it's all it is. It's like, you aren't just, you know, ninja on your own. You like, who do you connect with and how can you help people? I feel for me as a driver, the, for me as like networking, it's about being authentic. So you own what you know, you own who you are, right? You're not trying to pretend to be someone who has 40 years of real estate experience because you're not, but you are someone who you do have your own benefit, you know, so it's like you are being really authentic. Um, And then it's all about helping people. So I think if you come in with a really altruistic mindset of how can I connect in order to help this person meet this person, that is such a great mindset versus coming into an event going, okay, I need to walk away with three deals. And how do I do that? And that might be part of what, for people who haven't had a good time networking, I think it's because you've you've run into those people, right? Where I remember when I was younger, people would look at me and my title and just make a lot of assumptions about how much clout I had. So therefore they would just go, oh, well, you know, forget it. Like I'll go talk to someone else because you're not important. And if you get out of that mindset and go, I want to look I want to meet you because I'm curious like we obviously have something in common why are you at this conference like who are you what makes you special that is like the authentic connector right not just like what's your title what can you do for me like that that makes it really difficult to make some honest
0: connections Mm yep I strongly agree with you um I, when, when I used to go to these conferences, I always were looking for, oh, exchange business cards. But then later on, I found out that a lot of the deals that people brought to me are the ones who like, I didn't have a purpose of meeting them at these events. I just wanted to be their friends. I just want to learn what they're doing. And then it ends up to be a very good work relationship or even turns into a friendship. And it's like a long-term relationship that I get to keep for the rest of my life. It's so true.
1: I mean, if you think about it, I mean, a lot of business books talk about this, like people want to work with people they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing is like when you're being authentic and you're being curious, you're kind of moving along that thing. And that doesn't happen in, you know, a lunch conversation at a conference, right? It takes time, but you're asking questions, you're developing, you're you're you know, starting that relationship and you start with the no, do I know you? Do I like you? And then do I trust you? So then when we do business, I know you've got me. Like, I know you're gonna look out for me in my best interest because we're friends. Like, yeah, I know that you're not gonna, you know, when you make a recommendation, it's for my best interest. Like you can be a trusted partner. And it's not just you're in it because of like some quick profit or for for your self-interests. Yeah.
0: And one thing I found a struggle uh, at these networking events is that because of my young age, I oftentimes don't know how to, you know, network at these events. And what are some of your suggestions for young professionals? <laughs> You know what? I think everyone feels this way.
1: And I think in a way that might make you feel better knowing that every single person who's at the networking event feels a little bit of anxiety, even if it doesn't look like that. Mm -hmm. And even if they're surrounded by a ton of people, they're still a little anxious and it doesn't matter how old you are. I'm a lot older than you and I still get, get nervous. Mm -hmm. I, you know, there's a few little tips, I think like look, in terms of just logistics, I can make it a little easier. Like I do find that sometimes if you see a group of three people talking, it's a little bit easier to kind of walk into them versus sometimes two people might be having a private conversation and, you know, every now and then you'll see somebody and, you know, like, like they have their phone and you don't know, like, are they answering an important email or, are they playing Candy Crush? You don't know what they're doing. You don't know if you're interrupting. So sometimes you see three or four people, you know that they're kind of in a group and then you can kind of go and break into that and um, and and start there. But um, I think, you know, the most important thing is that you have to believe that you belong there, right? You signed up for this conference for a reason, like whatever it is, it's something you're passionate about or something you're interested in. So that in itself is, is a good connector right
0: yes and so we have been talking about networking in person at these conferences Mm -hmm. and that is a before covid time but now after covid everything just changed we have been through the cancel season but now we're seeing a lot of virtual events and i think networking has a different type of strategies that you can do um, virtually for these online events and especially on social media like linkedin Yes. It has changed the game of networking. It has.
1: It definitely has. I feel really strongly about that too. I think a couple things I would say are really easy that I wish more people did is um, I feel that with LinkedIn, and this is especially true for older LinkedIn users, you are, when you put something out there on LinkedIn, you're kind of being a little vulnerable, right? You know, it's like, is anyone gonna respond? Is anyone gonna like it? And when you, even, no matter what you tell yourself, in the back of your mind, you're kind of paying attention to those results. Like, did I get a lot, you know, you look your notifications and that actually is a, um, there's a lot of science behind like feelings. Um, so it, it's a hit of dopamine basically when you see that people have liked or commented on your posts, it's, it's like a perk. And if you could be the person that p- comments in a very authentic way, you know, like let's say you, you know, like you post something, and ninety percent of the comments are congrats, good job, congrats, it's just auto-generated. If you can spend a, not even a minute writing something authentic that you, as the poster, then read and is like, oh wow, this was like a genuine comment, like or you know, someone forwards an article read the article. Mm-hmm. Read, you know, if you thought it was important enough to forward, read the article and then comment on the article. I think those are so simple. Uh, share something. Like if you share a post, that's a huge social media kudo, right? Like what a great way to sort of like elevate the other person. Cause you are connecting them to your network and you're mm-hmm. expanding their network. Not enough people do that. I think, mm-hmm. um, I'll also share another thing that happened to me, which was, I'm stealing this from now on, is, um, so I gave a talk recently and at a conference and giving a talk at a conference now virtually is really hard on the speaker side because you cannot see anyone in the space. There's no reaction, right? Like at least like with you, like I see your face right now. We're talking, you do your talk and then there's that moment where you ask for questions and like, nobody has a question. Mm-hmm. and You begin to wonder, like, does anyone even care about my talk? Like, does anyone even awake? I think that's an incredible moment for you. This is the equivalent of sitting in the front row of the conference. Right. Like, think of one, even if it's a softball question, just put that in and say, hey, can you talk about this? Something, someone's like, thank goodness, somebody wrote back, you know, um, Somebody then also took snaps of uh, like screenshots of my uh, talk. They put it on Instagram and tagged me and it was such a great moment because they picked some of the slides that they were drawn to and it really made me as a speaker feel that like, oh, like my work made a difference. Like somebody is paying attention and I think that's a huge part that we're missing with these virtual conferences is you how do you connect with people like you can still connect right you can still do stuff it just is not in person so Mm -hmm. what are the small things and I think I'm so jealous of the younger people because you have such a better grasp with social media like like I'm still figuring out how to do those Instagram posts where you have like the spaces and like who do you tag and all the Mm -hmm. hashtags and young people do that almost instinctively And I think that was such a great thing that someone did for me. It really made my day. And if you could do that to a speaker who you admire, think about how much more of a connection you'd have with that speaker than just having attended the event. You know, it's something really simple.
0: I. Always encourage young people to get on LinkedIn and start talking about, you know, share their ideas, share their opinions about an article or a trend in the commercial real estate. But I'm just not seeing enough young professionals doing that on LinkedIn. You
1: know, you bring up such a good point because it could be that that medium just doesn't feel natural for younger people. Like maybe it just feels too, like, I think there's a, a miss. There's a disconnect that being professional means you are not personally engaged, and I don't think that's true at all. I think the personal is professional. You know, mm-hmm. you might want to stay away from certain hot button topics, but right. you know, we talk a lot about bringing your whole self to work, right? And if you're trying to get to the point where you know, like, and trust people, how much more quickly can you trust when you can then connect in a business? medium like LinkedIn, but you were really, you know, talking about issues that the person cares about, or you're commenting on something that they posted that obviously has some meaning. Sometimes the value you can give is just being interested in what they're doing. So, you know, there's an old Dale Carnegie quote, and he wrote that it's a really old book, um, but it's a classic, the how to win friends and influence people. Yes, And he talks a lot about it's more to be interested and interesting. And social media is a great way to be interested and curious about people through their posts and have that engagement. You don't necessarily, especially as it's not necessarily bringing an age, but you don't have to feel the pressure to be a thought leader in everything you do in social media. It could just be sharing cool information that other yeah. people who are experts that you are, you are involved with are doing or commenting asking questions. Yeah. I feel like we have this lack of real connections and if you have a way to start doing that especially now in a virtual setting you can really change you know your network and it's it's really it's not it's just not an age thing but especially if you're younger think about like how you can keep keep connected to the people you went to school with and then like I wish I was connected to all those people. Like I'm so old. We didn't really use LinkedIn back then. I don't think we barely even used email addresses back then. So I'm so jealous that you have the ability to like keep connecting with people as your like tentacles grow. Like you grow throughout the industry. That's ah oh, so jealous.
0: <laughs> and then one of the point that you mentioned is that it's more important to be a connector than the smartest person in the room? Do you want to dive into a little bit more about this point? Sure. Well, I will, this is a
1: a personal passion for me about connecting people. And I've thought about this a lot. And I think part of it is through various elements of my life, I've always, I've often been sort of the only person in a new space. And I was thinking about this, like I was I changed middle schools and I was like the new kid in this middle school where everyone went to school since kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Then I was the only person from that school who went to my high school. So I was the only one who didn't come with like a cohort of classmates. And then the same thing happened in college. And then even when I studied abroad, that because of that, I know how scary it is to feel disconnected and feel like you're all alone. So when I see that I can help someone else, I, I'm really, it's almost like an obsession because I feel like, okay, wait, this person's off on her own here. How do I connect her? And then even just like this awesome person hasn't met this awesome person. Like you two need to meet because together you're going to like go off to the stratosphere. And when you have that kind of mindset, even if it doesn't land you immediate business that I think pays off in spades because again it, it all goes back to know like and trust and if you know like if we if I introduce you to someone and that lends you this amazing project or something, even if you didn't need like a structural engineer to build it, that adds to the trust level, right? Like now you you're kind of like Jenky's always taking care of me. She introduced me to this great person it's like you have a relationship bank account and that like builds on that bank account. And it just helps make make our industry better. We've, we've been talking so much about like diversity and inclusion. Like the best way to be inclusive is to be a connector, right? You know, when you're talking about the old days with the conferences and I felt that all the time, even now, sometimes you go and you're just like, am I invisible? Like no one wants to talk to me it really is a drag and, and it, you can't help but then wonder what is it about me that isn't like not making people like why people don't want to connect. And if you could be that person that erases that feeling for someone else, you know, where someone's like, I came to this conference because Minja introduced me to somebody and she introduced me to all her friends or she invited me out for dinner that night. And I met like the most amazing group of people. I mean, think about like how much, like how natural that is in terms of inclusion. Like we're talking about it nonstop in our industry, right? About DEI, being a connector, that's like, that's the thing, right? That's yeah. about how you make someone feel included is you're, you're like widening the
0: circle. You're yeah. like, them in, you know,
1: mm-hmm. and yeah. I think you can do that virtually. That's
0: what you're doing. yes. Yeah. You're 100% right. You can do that virtually as well. I have set up multiple Zoom happy hours before everybody got really tired of Zoom. I've invited a bunch of my friends and then got on a call and I just introduced them with each other. Yeah. I mean, think of that. I mean, you're right. People are getting a little tired of it, but maybe take a a break and
1: go back to it because that's amazing. It's like, that's how you connect. And I I mean, you, you talked about this in another podcast episode that we don't expect someone who's, you know, at a certain level, like, you know, in your mid twenties, I don't expect you to have all the answers. I'm in my mid forties. I don't have all the answers. Like there's always someone who's smarter, but it doesn't mean that you can't add value to a conversation Mm -hmm. and who you know is a great way to add value. Um, And you don't have to know a bunch of CEOs. Like you could just know amazingly smart people. Mm-hmm. Who are funny and
0: cool and are interesting, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To go to one of your happy
1: hours and
0: get one up. We'll do it. And especially for young professionals, we oftentimes ask ourselves so, what can I bring on the table? Like, how can I join this conversation? So, in the last episode, I published a series called the Development History of the Las Vegas Strip. So, before I published that episode, I was actually a little afraid to to publish it because I don't think I'm a good storyteller and I don't think I'm old enough to talk about the history, what happened in the 1940s in Las Vegas. But then I saw something on Instagram the other day, you have to be a disaster before you become the master. And I know that even though I'm not a historian, I, I'm not like an academic professor about the history of the strip, I know that there are audiences out there don't know about this part of Las Vegas and I should talk about it. I can just share some interesting things that I found it interesting. And I think people in commercial real estate will enjoy learning about the developments behind these hotels. So I pressed the record button and I published it and I got so many great feedbacks. People are like, I didn't know about The developer who built the Caesars Palace, I didn't know about that he also built the Circus Circus. I didn't know that the founder of MGM actually helped to build the Caesars Palace. And now these two corporations are competitors in the industry. There's so many interesting things. And then I think everybody has a niche that they're so passionate about. And I don't think we should stop posting content because of our fear. First of all, I I saw your your thing on Instagram about the
1: disaster to master, but it's funny because you're not a I don't uh, like you, you weren't a disaster, but it's it's you have to have that growth mindset, right? You can't be perfect right away. You right. and it's a huge thing to be able to go, you know what, this is everyone's a beginner at some point. Yeah. Then start off as an expert. But as you were talking, I was thinking about, like, one of my favorite books is by Mindy Kaling, uh, she, you know, the comedian. She was in the uh, the Mindy Project and she, in the office. She's um, an American. And she wrote a book called Why Not Me? It was, like, one of her memoirs. she's like, a two-part one. Um, and a lot of it is she was kind of like, why can't I be the person to do this? Like, we sometimes have our own limiting self-talk. Like, oh, an expert looks like this you know, she is this age, gender, or this much experience. It's like, you you know, you can do research. Who are you not to be able to do a historical look back on the strip?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, what's so great about this medium too, it's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. yeah you're one of many people. I, you're not touting yourself as the only expert, but you're, you're curating this content and putting it out yeah. there. And
0: yeah. it's,
1: you know, it's sometimes it's our own self-talk. Like we're imagining there's someone out there who's sitting on their butt, not doing anything, judging us going, you know, I think, you know, so-and-so should have done this podcast instead. And, you know, I think about that with the two of us right now, I'm thinking, you know, I'm sure there's a ton more people on LinkedIn who are way better networkers than me, but you know what? They can be on your next podcast. Like right now, it's... (laughs) It's you and me right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think each social media platform has its own vibe, its own environment and and the type of audience. And you really need to be careful of what to post on social media. It's a double-edged sword. And if you use it correctly, it can help you. But you have to really be careful of how to use it. Yes, I'd agree. And I think
1: kind of going back to anything you do, you start with your why, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you're connecting your why like what are you passionate about what what's important to you as a person and then connecting that with your brand Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then medium you choose Mm -hmm. and some media are better than others for like what you want to say but if it goes back to your why like what are you interested in? it's funny because like now I just I mean you I'm sure you have other interests than Las Vegas but that's all I think of you (laughs) It's like, if there's something in Vegas, I'm calling you and asking you about it because you are, you've really kind of like spent time talking about it. And I was like, I'm sure you have other interests, but.
0: Yes. But that shows that I am pretty good at building my personal brand now because yeah, people call me because I'm in Vegas. And if they want to figure out what's going on in the market, where to invest in Vegas, I'll be the person they call. Yes. Yeah, I mean I think that's really important, especially
1: now because we're trying to be so aware of like expanding our horizons on like you know whose voices are heard. Yeah. And I feel that's so great because you know, everyone there's when we you're able to figure out what you're passionate about and start talking about it and posting or research, whatever, then you know, when I like if I need to to do a panel or something and it's about you know, either like personal brand or Vegas, like I'm calling you because you don't have to be 45 years old to be an expert. Like you, this is what you're an expert on. And I'm going to, you know, so then that helps expand the voices that are heard. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like the same old, same old who are always in a boring panel. Like, well, include Minja and like, Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I think it's also about getting out of the comfort zone. It's. It is. That's so true. I think that's a good one.
1: And I think the other one that I really like is um, talking about the growth mindset. Like real. So it's this book by Carol Dweck. She was a. She's a professor. I think she's a professor at Stanford. And her book was a huge influence for my son's middle school. He went to a, a magnet, high-performing middle school, and the school really wanted to push you to say, you know what, you're at the point now where you shouldn't be getting hundreds on every test. Because if we're getting a hundred on every test, we aren't challenging you, but you have to get to that mindset where you as a a smart kid are okay with maybe get like getting a 60 because we are pushing you. And how do you understand that that pushing leads to growth? Yes. You're willing to take risks, even if you're not perfect at it, because it means you're going to be better later on versus if you stay in a box because you know you're safe, you will never get challenged. And like, there's this analogy in the book about, um, like, do you play tennis? Mm -mm. Okay, I don't play tennis much, but like they talk about how sometimes people are really wanting to be safe and they put the ball right in the middle because then it's always going to be in. Like they never have to worry that the umpire is going to call them out. But, you know, most times if you do that, your opponent's going to easily hit that ball back. But if you're able to get it right on the line, Right on that little part where it could be out sometimes, but more often than not, it's in. It's really difficult, and you're you're push you're playing it with the whole field, right? You're playing with the whole tennis court. That is a better player. Sometimes you're out, like even the best players sometimes are out. And that was like this mindset of realizing, like, okay, you know, some like not every post is a winner, right? Like right. but like if you're pushing yourself, stretching yourself, I saw your your Instagram post where you showed the um, the the, the, love, sound wave. the sound waves, sound waves. I yeah. it looked very professional, like a um, like those music folks. And I was like, "Dang, girl, it's you're pushing yourself," you know.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. because I haven't seen a lot of, um, and same thing for this podcast too. I just haven't seen a lot of creativities in terms of social media marketing in commercial real estate. Perfect. So I was reading somewhere that I think they. So this is an
1: older book I was reading. They had um, estimated that by this year by 2020, half of the US uh, like workforce will be millennials. Yeah. And so I don't know if you know we've like counted yet but it, you got to start either what adapt or die, right? So it's like commercial real estate, I think there's ways for us to adapt, use the the technology that's there, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's all about staying relevant, right?
0: Yeah. A lot of people don't understand how much work and time content creators put in uh, in creating these social media contents. They oftentimes think it's just posting a picture, right? But there's so many brain power behind each social media post. It took me four hours to record that 20-minute episode of the Las Vegas Strip. I re-recorded it at 11.30 p.m. because uh, it was my first time doing like a storytelling episodes. And same thing for my YouTube videos. I think it took me five hours to create my first YouTube video about the strip. Um, And then now I'm able to record three YouTube videos within two hours. So it's this progress, this, that improvement that has made.
1: I mean, I think you bring up so many good points. One is just how uh, uh, simple sometimes things look, like deceptively simple things are, and you realize like, oh, it's, so it's so easy to criticize. So you don't realize like the level of effort that goes into something because you're mm-hmm. not educated and you're not doing a lot of people I feel who critique, aren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing too, is where that mastery comes in. You know, like how, like if you read, um, I think the, the book is outliers. I think it's by Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Um, and like, the, I think it's, it's a 10,000 hours that you need in order to become an expert at something. And so you start realizing like, no one's born an expert and it takes time. Like there's this quote from, I think it's from Picasso or it's like a story that basically someone asked him, like he was hanging out somewhere at a cafe and someone asks him to to scribble, like do a drawing. So you scribble something on a napkin and then says like, that'll be $10,000. Or he, he asked for an exorbitant amount and they go, but that took you 45 seconds. And he goes, no, that was like twenty years' worth of work. yeah that allowed me to do it yeah. and, and I'm sure I'm mangling the story, but the point being that it's it's like it, 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 then your YouTube work is going to get quicker and quicker because of all the unseen yeah. trial and error hard work you've put in. Yeah. so sometimes like you might look at someone who is like older and go everything comes easy to them or, Oh, networking comes easy. It's like, Oh no, like it was hard in the beginning, but like you kept at it, like, and then you're catching them at this point in time where they're more of a master. Mm -hmm. So you're, it's like really unfair to be comparing yourself to somebody when you don't realize like, Oh wait, they're like, they, they've been doing this for a long time and that's why going to a conference is no big deal. But right. like 20 years ago, it was a big deal. You know, yeah. I still have trouble going to conferences. So.
0: <laughs> That's so true. That, oh, that is that is so true. And then, and I posted on Instagram the other day that just like going to the gym, you don't you don't need to compare yourself to somebody who has a six packs and out like a like a beast at the gym because they've been working out for years, and you should only compare yourself to you you know, compare your own improvement to yourself. You posted that. And I have to say that is the one part
1: of like, like there's like sort of like four elements of emotional intelligence. And one of them has to do with Mm self-awareness. And I have to say your post really struck me because that is the one I'm constantly working on is can I be okay with where I am and the level of effort I do and what I'm doing and not look over my shoulder and feel less than somebody else who I think is doing a better job or is more or whatever. And it feels like a constant, like, like I'm constantly relearning that lesson. Like every time I think I've learned it, then something else comes up and I can't help but like compare myself to somebody and go, oh, she's really killing it. Like she's doing this or, and then you just have to own, like, I feel like what you talk about is so great so perfect because you're only competing against yourself like you are just trying to get to be the best you you can be and once you keep remembering that then it's like everything else is noise like you're just being like whatever you want to do like your content that you're doing and your podcast work right now you're never looking back at somebody else who's got like a team of producers
0: mm-hmm. and
1: wondering why it doesn't sound the same you're just like you know what my podcast today sounds better than the one I did two months ago.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then now let's go move on to the very last point about, because there's so many um, topics surrounding diversity Mm -hmm. in commercial real estate recently. And then just like one of the webinar that I did with my friend, Mariah Brown, it was, we had a very diversified panels and then I got comments from people saying that thank you so much for putting this together. This is like the most diversified panel speakers I've ever seen in commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. What are some of the advice or tips that you would like to give in terms of networking or um, creating allyship and yeah. help each other out? Yeah,
1: That's a great, great question. Um, it's so complex because there are so many things going on that you're touching on in your question. I think the point about allyship is so important. Like th- that's where your role as the connector comes in. Mm. You know, it's like, you know, I think there's often this term within commercial real estate of the good old boy network. That's just a connection. That's all they're mm-hmm. doing is that like connecting people and they're looking out for other people. Why can't we connect? we can connect with other people. I can recommend you for jobs. I can introduce you to somebody. And I'm not saying you um, exclude yourself from anybody based on like your race or your gender or whatever else you identify with. But I think, you know what, if you see people that you feel might be experiencing similar things, maybe we can collectively help each other and, and connect. Like that's where a lot of the you know, like the affinity groups and those things come in. I think that's that part of it. Um, I think there's room for everybody and the industry's changing. Yeah. So maybe sometimes you look in the room and you're seeing someone, some group of a certain generation and they all kind of have a homogeneous feel and you might feel like the only, which I still get. That's changing because you look at the mathematics of our country it's, the demographics are changing in commercial real estate. They might not be changing at a certain level, but there's like a level coming up where, you know, pretty soon you're not going to be the only whatever. right? And it's hard to be the only sometimes. Um, but on the other hand, there's sometimes that's kind of nice where it's like, we struggle to talk about how to differentiate yourself. Sometimes being the only is your differentiator. I'm usually the only woman of color. So people will remember who I am. Yeah. They must remember everybody, like all the other people that kind of look the same. But I, well, between us and and your listeners, there's been several occasions when I've gone to say a conference or a gala and someone will remember me because like I was one of the few pe- women that they met or the few people mm-hmm. of color they met and they will remember me. They'll remember, they know how to say my name right too. Yeah. Like all mm-hmm. this stuff. And part of, and they won't remember like, the guy that I'm with, because mm-hmm. it's sort of like, you know, they're like, oh, I can't remember this guy. And I'm like, but that guy has like a really, I was like, oh, wow. I I am my differentiator. We struggle yeah. to talk about how am I different? It's like, I was born different. Like maybe I can, I could embrace that life that makes me different. And instead of looking at it as a handicap, looking at it as something that I can, can make. Best. Yeah. But it's okay to then to admit that, you know, sometimes it is a little easier for certain, like there are some times that it's, it's hard. It's okay to admit that. But then I think you need to look at what you got and, and play to those benefits. And then you have to help others. I think you are a natural connector, but that's the thing. Like, as you're going up the ladder, you got to be like bringing people with you, right? Mm -hmm. You got to be helping others and it, It doesn't mean that you only help certain type of people who look like you but it means that you're aware of like who's not in the room like whose voices should haven't been heard like how can i help amplify this person's voice you know Mm -hmm. as you become like you're a content creator who you know how do you like figuratively use that microphone to amplify someone else's voice i mean you have an amazing platform that's growing Mm -hmm. and you know that's a cool thing if each per each one of us did that, like we're and then all of a sudden like you're really you know it's all about kind of like getting everyone a, a not like a figurative seat at the table but you're kind of making sure that they're not alone.
0: Yes. Go back to the point where you mentioned that you the only the one and only and strongly agree with you oftentimes when i went to a lot of these conferences i was probably the youngest person in the room and people remember me because because i am young and then they will also remember me because i'm from las vegas i'm like the only person who's from the west coast in a new york city conference and then for this podcast the reason why i created this because i think young people's voice should be heard in commercial real estate because we are the future generation and I just don't see a lot of traditional media featured a lot of young professionals in their news or being invited to be a panel speakers and and then I said well, I want to change that. We don't need to be featured by traditional medias. We can be our own medias. We can be our own brand. And we're going to do that through podcasting and social media. I love it. I
1: love what you guys did. I looked, I wasn't able to join live, but I did join the the YouTube um, because you guys had live streamed and you could watch Mm -hmm. when you did. And I think what was also great about that was you found ways to position people as experts just for their expertise. They weren't like, the person of color and they weren't like tokenized. You just were like, here, I got some experts. I have like a panel of three people talking, but you were very conscious to also be like, okay, well, who else could talk about this topic, but maybe not be the same old, same old that we see at every conference. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's just laziness because people are, you know, it's like you're trying to find speakers and you pick from the same crew. And now you're opening that up to say, oh, look, this person's an expert too. Yeah. add her to your list. And, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's just, and, and you're not tokenizing people I think right. that's the thing that people are getting nervous about is like, are you just going to pick someone because of whatever marginalized group they identify with? And you're like, no, but you know, we, we could expand the circle a little yeah. going back to like what we talked about from a business standpoint that has been proven to add value. Like that's a bond. It's not about altruism per se. It's really like Diverse thinking, think about like the connections you bring as a different person, like those are bottom line business valuables, yeah. right? If we, if you pick this tiny little group of people that all knows the same people mm-hmm. that has like one impact, if you expand it. And now all of a sudden, like we're connected, our networks connected, all this is a exponential how, like think about how does that affect your business? That's why this, that's why like diversity, you know, making sure that those voices are heard is so important. It isn't just because it's like the right thing to do. It's, I mean, you really want to, like, if people are concerned about how to do it and why to do it, there's a business reason. It, it makes you, I mean, think, look, look at that um, webinar you did. Like, think about that in terms of like the outreach and how many more people were were connected and how many more people that that could add value to, so that's amazing. I'm happy to talk about like what we do as a company, our initiatives, we've been really, this is something that we're, our firm is really, really passionate about is like creating connectors. I'm not the only connector, I'm just, <laughs> there's several of us there. We have like a whole um, uh, group of people whose full-time job is to connect with people and then teach and train our engineers. Oh wow. And on how to do that, because that's a, a big part of what we do is we want to be able to give like really good service mm-hmm. and you know, bring innovation. And that all comes from these, these efforts help drive that. So mm-hmm. I'm one of many. I'm not the only one. So yeah, connect with me. I'll cook you up with everyone else. And you know this is a, a topic that like a lot of people are passionate about. So I'm very honored that you uh, chose me. This has been so much fun. This
0: is my first podcast. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you for being my guest. Once again, a big thank you to Jenki. Now let's do this week's shout out. This week's shout out goes to KY3023 on Apple Podcast. And I have reached out to him and he gave me the permission to say his real name, which is Kevin Yuan. His Apple Podcast Review says, This podcast has a diverse group of very insightful guests from all parts of the CRE industry. It has been very helpful for me to learn more about the industry and stay in the loop. This podcast is useful for CRE professionals or students, no matter what your experience level is. Thank you so much, Kevin. And for those of you who would like to connect with Kevin, I will put his LinkedIn URL profile link in the show note description below. If you would like to receive a shout out in future episodes, make sure to leave a review on Apple podcast, or you can also share this podcast on your LinkedIn and use hashtag creative talks podcast. As long as you use this hashtag, I will be able to find you on LinkedIn. Make sure you also follow creative media on LinkedIn and Instagram. And if you haven't joined our podcast audience group, make sure to join the group so you'll be able to connect with other listeners as well. Thank you so much for your support. Make sure to subscribe. Leave a review and share this podcast on LinkedIn to help us to spread the words and let more people to know about this awesome podcast. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to Jenki again, and feel free to check out DCI Engineers if you need any structural or civil engineering work. And I'll see you next time. Bye!